Now, another tale well calculated to keep you in... You're not just reading that paper, you're staring at it. Ed? You look so strange. What's the matter? This story and this picture. What story? What picture? Jan, I never knew what Al Tinney looked like. Al Tinney the racketeer? Yeah. Well, I don't know what he looks like either. Honey, you haven't answered my question. Is something wrong? I never even saw a picture of him. I was thinking of it, neither did I. I wouldn't know if he bumped into me. Ed, what's that got well, to do with... the point is, I didn't when he did. What are you talking about? I didn't know Tinny when he bumped into me last June in Capital City. In the lobby of the Guarantee yeah. Building. Bumped into it apparently right after he committed a murder. And what is all this? Well, the whole story's right here in the paper. Tinny goes on trial in a few days in Capital City for murder. He's accused of shooting a man in the man's office in the guarantee building up there last June the 5th, around 11 a.m. Well? Well, so everybody's sure he's guilty, but he's got the usual racketeer-type alibi, 20 miles away at the time of the shooting. Well, if they can't break that alibi, he's going to get away scot-free. Understand? You mean because nobody can place him at the scene of the crime? Yeah, exactly. But, Jan, I can... Yes, I was there on business that day, you remember. And in the lobby of the Guaranteed Building, at just about 11, a man bumped into me, almost knocked me down. Never apologized, just glared at me, shoved me aside, and he hurried out. And? And? Now I know the man was Al King. Here's the picture in the paper. Well, you see, Jan, I know his alibi's a lie. But maybe it's not the same man. Oh, yes, it is. That was four months ago, 500 miles from here. Maybe you're... Maybe you're not really sure. No, no, Jan. It was Tinny, all right. I'm positive. So, you see? Edward, what are you going to do? Do? Isn't it obvious? I'm going to the police here in Franklin. I'm going to tell them. Oh, no. No, Ed, don't. I, I, I don't want you involved in this. Well, this Tinny is notorious. Who knows what might happen to you? But, Jan... No, Ed, please. And I'm scared of this. Now, don't tell the police. Please don't. I'm scared. All right, Mr. Adams. Now, please. Um, this one, yes. Well, that one, no, no. And that one, no. Was it that last picture? Yes, again. And this group? Number one, no. Number two, no. Three and four and five. Oh, yes. Well, how am I doing, Captain A? I've got to give you A for memory, A for observation. Well, once you've seen that man. Please. I know, but these other men in the pictures I've been showing you look an awful lot like Tinny. Well, that settles it. You sure do remember him. So, what's next? I notify Capital City's DA that he's got a voluntary witness to place Tinny where he belongs which I assure you will start celebration. Well, anything else for me to do now? Just go home. 
As soon as Capital City tells me when they need you there and what arrangements they want to make for your transportation, I'll get in touch with you. Trial starts in, uh, let's see, uh, five days. Meanwhile, go home and relax. Of all the words in all the dictionaries. Just look at tonight's paper. I know, honey. I've seen it. And what's going to happen? It's right on the front page, all about you. All about how you're going to testify and how important you'll be to the state's case. Don't you see what this means? Well, Janet was bound to get into the paper. Well, everybody can see it, including people who may want to stop you from telling your story. Well, Jan, they can't stop me. Can't? I'm no expert on crime, but a, a, a man like Kenny must have friends or henchmen or associates or whatever they're called. Associates? Darling, that sounds very funny. Well, none of this is funny to me. (laughs) And I ask you not to do this. Don't you understand, darling? I am afraid for you. This story is public property now. Any moment we may... Oh, Ed. Darling, it's just the phone. Don't answer it. Yeah, now, don't, dear. Everything is all right. Hello? Yeah. Oh, hi, Bob. Yes, yeah, we saw it. Where are you? Come on now. Cut it out. You make me feel like a stuffed shirt. Sure, right here next to me. Uh, no, she isn't crazy about it. Uh, I mean... Yeah, yeah, sure. That's right. We'll talk about it another time. Yeah, sure. Bye. It was just Bob. You see, dear, you don't have to be so dumb. Come on, dear. Now, you answer it this time. It won't bite. No, oh, Jan, no. please. Again. You call Captain Hale. You tell him we've got to get out of here. Don't 
someplace where we can't hear that phone. All right, all right. Whatever you say no. now, dear. No, wait. Wait, I just realized. Maybe that's the whole purpose of these terrible calls. Get you off this house. Hello, Mr. Adams. It's Captain Hale. The capital City just called. They're sending a Lieutenant Neal of their police to take you up there. Tonight. Yeah, that's right. He'll fly in this evening, then he'll take you back on the 10 p.m. flight from here and... What? Oh, no, no. You won't be alone for a minute. The prowl car will take you and Mrs. Adams down to headquarters right now. As soon as Lieutenant Neal arrives at my office, we'll have a bite, then get you to the airport. Right. Lieutenant Neal? One of the best. I've heard a lot about it myself. You haven't got a thing to worry about, believe me. We're sending you up there with the right man. Real pleasure to meet you, Lieutenant Neal. I'm Lieutenant Kane of Captain Hale's squad. Hello, Kane. Kind of surprised to hear myself being paid as I got off the plane. Didn't expect to be met here at the airport. Oh, we don't know you by sight down here, Neil. Hale wanted me to be sure not to miss you. See, we had a couple of changes in the operation. Oh? Like what? Well, for one thing, you don't go to headquarters. We moved Adams to a private house on the outskirts of town. That's where I take you to meet Hale. Why the switch? A little added security. Hale's afraid that, uh... Look, I'll explain it on the way. I got a car outside. Let's go. <laughs> what Hale has in mind. He simply figures that somebody may make an all-out try to get Adams. And he figures that if somebody knows all the details of how we're moving Adams tonight, why, something may go wrong. What, for instance? Who knows? He's just being double cautious, that's all, just in case. So what makes him think anyone could know? It's a secret. How would they find out? There's one way. What way? What if they had a wiretap on Adams' phone? Any reason to think they had? Could be, Neil. Personally, I'm in to think it's a very good possibility. Yeah, a very good possibility. Let's see. How much further to where we're going? We're practically there. As a matter of fact, uh, before we get there, there's something I've got to give you. What? This. Oh! Oh! Sweet dreams, Copper. Sweet dreams. my credentials, Captain Hale. Thank you. Let's see now. Your shield, your identification card, letter from the district attorney in Capital City. Uh, fine. Credentials all check out okay. Happy to meet you, Lieutenant Neal. Tickle to meet you, Captain Hale. This is Ed Adams. Mr. Adams, this is the officer from Capital City who will be responsible for your safety. How do you do? Well, Adams, I've been looking forward to meeting you. And this is Mrs. Adams. Mrs. Adams, Lieutenant Neal. Lieutenant... If Mrs. Adams looks nervous, it's because she is. Those threatening phone calls. Of course, it's only natural. And you will be very, very careful, won't you? Mrs. Adams, I'm here to take care of your husband. I'm going to do it. Yes, ma'am, I'm going to take real good care of him. You see, Jan, I told you everything's under control. Come on now, and he's mine. Well, I guess everything's all set, huh? So how about getting started? I mean, you and me, Mr. Adams, shall we go? 
It's early, Neil. An hour till your plane leaves. Takes only ten minutes to get to the airport from here. Yeah, sure, but I... And thought... we haven't had dinner. Yeah, but don't you think... And I think everybody's hungry. I am, I know. How about you two? I don't think I'll eat again until the trial is over. Well, personally, I'm starved. Yeah, but... So that's that. We eat. Relax, Neil. We've got plenty of time. The only question is, where do we eat? Shall we send out or go on? Well, the airport dining room's fine with me. With me, too. No objections? Good. Dinner's on me. Uh, no, no. It'll be on me. See, in view of everything, the least I can do with my Mr. Adams is dinner. And I don't want you to hold back, Mr. Adams. Order anything you want for the meal. I want you to eat like there's no tomorrow. Up, you. Come on, I'll snap out of it. Mm-hmm. What's going on? They were under arrest. That's what's going on. Now get out behind that steering wheel. You're not driving anymore tonight. Driving? Me? Yes, you. You did a fine job. Drove this convertible up on the sidewalk, then parked it neatly against the fire hydrant. Now come on, out of the car. Stop shaking me. Up, Daisy, and out you come. Oh, easy. Oh, my head. Out. You're not hurt. People don't die from a hangover. They just think they will. Now try standing by yourself. Huh? Wait. There's something wrong. You don't understand, don't I? One sniff for you, mister, and anybody would understand. Now stop walking. Oh, hold it. Officer, I'm just beginning to remember. Listen, I'm not drunk. Mister, when I find a guy sleeping over the wheel of a car, he parked on the sidewalk up against the fire pump with a whiskey bottle three quarters empty on the seat next to him and the guy smelling like a distillery, I make a deduction. Drunk. I said, let's go. Wait. I'm a police officer. Neil, Lieutenant Neil of Capital City. This isn't what it looks like. I can identify myself. Just let me show you my papers. My shield. Right in this pocket. My wallet. Credentials. They're gone. Oh, come on now. Sober up. I found letters on you addressed to William Taylor, Grand Rapids, Michigan. And a wallet with initials WT to match... And no driver's license. Explain that to the sergeant. Wait, you've got to listen to me. Wait. You're phony. He slugged me. Wait a minute. You've got to listen. He's going to use my credentials to get a hold of What time is it? property, damaging city property, and resisting arrest. Hmm. Busy evening. Sergeant, we're wasting time. I've been trying to explain what happened. I can identify myself. Oh, myself. yes. Also impersonating an officer, or trying to. Is that right, Tom? Right. Will you stop this nonsense and let me explain? You call these charges nonsense, Taylor? For the last time, my name isn't Taylor. And I can identify myself if you'll let me use the phone. No, you're identified now. Then you use the phone. I'll tell you where to call. Forget it. Don't you see? Time's running out. Look at that clock. A man's got my credentials. All he has to do now is present them to Captain Hale of your police department right here in Franklin. And Franklin? Franklin? Now, look, you. You're in Sunnyvale, ten miles outside of Franklin. What kind of an act is this? So I was moved here. It's all part of what I'm trying to tell you. I'm here to protect a witness. His life is at stake. I tell you, my credentials will be used... Look, there's no time to go through the whole thing again. It's getting late. Right. Bedtime for you. 
Don, put him in a cell where he can sleep it off. You'll be arraigned tomorrow, Taylor. You cancel this. I have a right to use one phone call now before arraignment. That's right, you have. And I've been trying to give you a break. You make that call now on the condition you're in, you waste it. Now look at you. You're drunk. You're wild-eyed. You don't know what you're talking about. Now you sleep it off first. Make your call in the morning. Tom, lock him up. I have a right to one phone call now. It's the law. So it's like that, huh? Okay, mister, I'll let you make a phone call. One call. Then, mister, I'll want some straight answers. Now, who do you want to call? Captain Hale of Franklin Police Headquarters. No, I see. I get it now. You're a big shot, huh? You know, big brass in the big town, and you want to put some pressure on, is that it? Well, Pete, think so. Well, I've got some news for you. This may be a supper, but we don't take orders from anybody. Come along, guys. Well, just a few more steps to the desk. Uh, Upper class, drunk and disorderly sergeant. I found him sitting on top of the war memorial singing Hinky Dinky Parley Vu. Uh, he uh, threw peanuts at me when I told him to come down. Won't give his name. I call? In Cognito, from distant metropolis. <laughs> anyway, what's in the name? And for that matter, who is Sylvia? Was she? Listen, you, I'm in no mood for another drunk. Why did my phone call? Alas, for the decline of manners. Cannot the visiting gentleman celebrate with purest song the wedding of an old college chum in the wretched pleasant village that chum inhabits? And having so celebrated, cannot he be booked? In the local pokey, sir, without interruptions from all cavalry. Why, what are you doing here, Lieutenant Neal? What? What did you say? What was that, lad? I have spoken. Speak again. You know this man? Uh, no. I, I charge you, this is that same Lieutenant Neal, peer of detectives, who arrested me in Capital City at my brother's wedding. Let him deny to be there. Preston Cantwell third, And your humble client. Well, Sergeant? Yeah, I get the picture. Oh, I'm sorry, Lieutenant. How can I... Yeah, but it? there's no time. Call Hale. Yes, sir. Franklin Police Headquarters, quick, emergency. Look, Lieutenant, I can't tell you how bad... Forget I it. Uh, it was touching your loyalty, Lieutenant... All this distance to sponsor my suburban castle. Uh, castle, I think I shall go to sleep. Oh, Franklin headquarters. Sunnyvale Police, Sergeant Burns speaking. Captain Hale, please. What? Says he's not there, Lieutenant. Where is he? Where is he? Says he's at the airport dining room with some people. You got a phone in there? 9.35. How far is it from here to the airport? Airport's closer to Sunnyvale and Franklin, seven, eight minutes in the squad car. You want to try to page Hale the airport? No, it'll be dangerous. Hale know you by sight. Yeah. Good, get off the phone. Sure. Uh, thanks, no message. Now what? Uh, get a car on the way, I'll tell you what we'll do. Even coffee's good here. Well, it's ten minutes to take off, Mr. Adams. Aboarding the plane, so... About saying goodbye to the message. Yes, I guess it's about time. Already? Oh, Ed, I really Captain wish Hale, you... the check's paid, so you and Mrs. Adams have some more coffee, huh? Mr. Adams and I can get started. Uh, no, I'd rather see him onto the plane. Yes, me too. That's not necessary. I'll take over now. Beijing Lieutenant Neal of Capital City. Will Lieutenant Neal come to the superintendent's office? Important. For you, Neal. Yeah. Well, go ahead. 
superintendent's office just outside this dining room. Now, look, it's getting late. Mustn't miss our plane. Let's disregard this. Will Lieutenant Neal please come to the superintendent's office immediately? Urgent. Better go, Neal. You've got time. I think. All right. Uh, come with me, Mr. Adams. Adams can stay here till you come back. Extra minute with his wife. But. But what? <laughs> Can't trust me to watch him? Okay. Captain Hale. Sergeant Burns. Captain, I've got something to tell you. Here's what happened. Somebody paging you? You buster. Get your hands up. Out of the Now face the wall. That's it. All right, now leave. My credentials, my gun. Your help? Yes. Burns explained the whole thing. Good. Then I'll leave this prize package to you. Book him for assaulting me in suspicion of attempted murder just for openness. And I hope he tries resisting arrest. With pleasure, Lieutenant. Five minutes to take off. So if you don't mind, Captain, I think maybe it's time for you to introduce me to Mr. Adams. Suspense. been listening to Death and the Escort by Harold Huber. Included in the cast were Don McLaughlin, Elspeth Eric, Bob Dryden, Joe Julian, Larry Haynes, Leon Janney, Harold Huber, Maurice Tartlin, and Ian Martin. Listen next week to The Beetle and Mr. Bottle, another tale well calculated to keep you in suspense on CBS Radio. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.